Supported by Association, I am Emma Hooper. And I am Marisa Chanaku. And I think it comes as no surprise that this week we're going to have to touch on some subjects around Elon and on Kanye. Um, but then we've taken a bit of a turn. We put um, a Q&A box out last week and got some really interesting discussion points from our audience. So we'll give two of those a go. Um, one is about Taylor Swift um, and one of her latest music videos and some backlash that came off the back of some choices that she made or her team made, I suppose. And then the second one is um, around Balenciaga um, and how that trendworthy, strange kind of low culture, but high fashion focus is a thing. So before we get to Elon and Kanye again, hopefully not for another episode next week, but we couldn't help it this time. Mo, how are you? Uh, I am good. I am, I am moved. I am uh, stressed. No, <laughs> it's been a stressful few days moving. I'm someone who cannot live in chaos for too long. So my goal is to really, by the end of this coming weekend, have everything in this house in place where it belongs and should be hanging up. So really just on a, on kind of like a, you know, DEFCON mode on that one to, um, to uh, you know, um, how'd you say, uh, quote, uh, ye, yay. Oh, by the way, I'll give you that one. I actually, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I actually have been listening to a lot of people and uh, everyone says yay. Yeah, I realized this after. I thought I'm sure I had it right. But, um, but so I still disagree with you. For that one. Mm, I still disagree with all, with all of you because what you read is yay. You don't, ye, ye, I mean, not ye, uh, Kanye. Yeah, ye. but I think, I think it's because it's Kanye, right? And it's just the yay bit. I think. Yeah, but okay. But what are the name of his shoes? Yeezys, yeah, got it, yeah. And, ha- and, how do, and, and how do you spell it? Yeah, true, Y-E. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just think the world is wrong, and I am right. How does that sound? <laughs> how does that sound? That sounds about right, I think, yeah? <laughs> I, 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 I think it is, it is, I, I, it is ye, not yay, but uh, let us, you know, let's... Uh, what does he say? Have you ever watched him say, my name is Yi or my name is Ye? Yay. Yeah. Because I watched he's, a couple of interviews after. Yeah. He says, he says Yay. Yeah. Oh, he's, yeah, but he's, he's mentally ill. So he doesn't know it. Uh, so yeah, true. I mean, not, we, we can't I'm really not, go by mon- many of his choices we, at the moment. Because, I would have to say. So that's, uh, yeah. And, uh, and, and of course, uh, oh my God, but we'll go into it. Someone won the bet. He bought it. Oh, yeah. God. With this sink and all. Crazy. Yeah, with the sink and all. Everything with the kitchen sink, I think, was the, mm-hmm. was the mm-hmm. headline for this one. Exactly. So, um, How are you? How are you? Oh, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Um, lots of lots of busy stuff. We've obviously got this Miami opening. So today has just been back and forth on different things, changing with guest lists and um, getting all that arranged. But it's looking like, like it's in a good place now. Good um, stuff. Yeah, quite exciting. And it's ever closer, isn't it? It's the 17th mm-hmm. of this mm-hmm. month. So, yeah, 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 it's in a few days. I mean, that's the crazy thing. That's why I'm trying to get the house up and running and everything where it has to be because I'm on a plane to Miami in a few weeks. So, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a little bit of fun. So you're completely of out of your house now, Mo? You're in your new yeah, place? Yeah. yeah. No, yes, yesterday we signed our house like officially 
we signed our house away and gave it to the new uh, the new owners. So as of as of one, I think it was one thirty five p.m. yesterday. I only owned one house, not two anymore. <laughs> so yeah, that that actually, to be honest, that that's uh, it. Just yeah, it's nice. It's it's it, it's nice to like be done and and have that whole process that for us took two years. So two years ago, we of course found this house. So this whole process is not just a one month or six month. Pro- it's been a two year process from finding the house, buying this house, then selling that other house and finishing off this house. And today, even the uh, contractor was done in the bathroom with the last biggest job. So yeah, it was, it was literally been two years of, uh, poof, two, two, two years plus, I would say, cause it was, um, yeah. So it's been, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a ride, but it's been fun. You'll feel settled soon. It only uh, like I always find it doesn't take too long once you've got all your stuff organized. You feel true, much but I do. But I am feeling my neck cramp up. So it's been a lot of stress and a lot of things. But uh, I'm grateful to my friends who helped me move and uh, with the van and everything. So yeah, no, we got everything sorted, and now, uh, like you say, it's the last things. I'm just thinking already. What I what do I have to do tonight? Still. <laughs> oh God! Then, uh, yeah, 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 it's never ending. So. No, so I have one more IKEA thing to put together, solve the network solution, and our and our um, you know what's annoying is the um, the um, post uh, the post uh, delivery dude or dude dudette just can't find our house, and it's very annoying because I'm just thinking just try a bit and just look down the street and you'll see it, but they just are you know their Google Map has it wrong, so I'm actually. Uh, um how do you say i've like suggested a change in google maps and uh is that because it's a new build is it something it's a new build so if you look on google maps to the address it puts it actually at at another house on another street so it's just wrong so i so i've been asking people to like you know pinpoint the house correctly and like send it in on suggestion and hopefully google sooner rather than later will uh update it so that you know these my post can actually make it to me and they won't say, cause literally people have been sending me posts and they've been getting, getting returns saying unable to be delivered. So that's weird. Yeah. It's, it's like that with a new build, isn't it? I know that my parents' house, they built those and finished it. I think about four years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, but even when I order things to go there online, sometimes their number doesn't come up cause it was the last one to be built in that, that kind of space. Yeah. So it was a bit of a yeah. weird one with new builds. Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. Anyway, cool. from new builds to um, new owners. So Elon Musk bought Twitter for 44 billion US dollars. Um, so the deal went through on the 28th of October. And there's been some crazy stuff that's happened already in the aftermath of all this. Um, he's already fired a handful of employees, lots of chief execs. Um, and he's also shared some really strange plan eluding tweets that I think uh, maybe they're supposed to throw us off, but I think he's trying to make us think it's not some sort of Weibo, WeChat um, scenario with some of the stuff that he's been putting up now. Um, mm. So not to mention, like we said about the sink, I mean, he walked in on his first day to Twitter HQ holding a sink, um, pledging that everyone let the news of him taking over sink in, in uh, inverted <laughs> commas. On his first mm-hmm. day in the office. I mean, what do you think about that for a start? Let's go there first. I just, that guy, the epic. 
epic. <laughs> I just think that, you know, he's just he's just had so much fun with this takeover, but also some stressful nights. And now I think he's just going to ride this wave and just enjoy it as he's had to fork out so much cash for it. He's like, how can I, you know, make sure that I can enjoy it? Um, with a dad joke. I mean, yeah. I mean, the guy is, the. you just, yeah. I mean, it's just amazing that he did that with the sink and he, you know, he fired a few people straight away and you don't know what he's up to, but it's just like, yeah, it's a good, it's, it's, it's a good move. You know, I, I think it's a good, it's, it's a good move for, uh, for Twitter and kind of how he's going about it, but let's see what, let's see what it does. Right. I think that that's the biggest question is what's he going to do with it and, uh, how mm-hmm. is the, uh, how is everything going to go, you know? Yeah, I mean, he, so he tweeted saying um, the bird is freed, obviously the logo of Twitter and that tweets and the whole premise is around birds. So the bird is freed. So, you know, he's very um, sure about this decision, I think, in, uh, mm-hmm. in that one. Something else that I find interesting. Can you remember Vine? It was almost like a yeah. TikTok back in the day, but on a smaller, much smaller scale. Um, it was like the short, snappy videos, wasn't it, that people were sharing? Yeah. Um, so he posted a poll on Twitter as well, Elon did, saying, bring back Vine. Um, and there's a yes and no, and yes got 69% and uh, no got the rest. But um, that do you was, think a that was another tactical... But, but, but do you think that was another joke of his, that, that 69 people voted to bring it back? <laughs> probably if, without even intending to yeah there's another i mean sorry there. i mean that's that's my dad joke right <laughs> 69 <but laughs> yeah maybe, maybe he force voted that one as well it's, it's like it's 68 i'll uh i'll get enough people to vote so it becomes 69 and make another yeah. dad joke out of it he's in charge of the platform i suppose so maybe he has the powers that be to make those things happen from the back end yeah. um yeah, and then he also tweeted saying, if I had a dollar for every time someone asked me if Trump is coming back on this platform, Twitter would be minting money. What do you think about that? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine says, that is the case. People I mean, it is the case. Yeah, look, I mean, it's it is the case. I think there's a question of he wants to make a platform that everyone can say and do what they want. But I think, you know, uh, our, what we're going to talk about, uh, Ye, Ye, I'll call him that Ye from now on. Uh, <laughs> he basically, you know, made Elon question, do can I, should I keep it an open platform, right? Because he kind of, you know, welcomed his friend back, but then his friend messed up again and got banned. So I wonder, you know, I wonder if he'll find, I think, yeah. will he let him back? Probably because of political reasons but yeah he would have to be very clear about the rules and 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 all that but uh i mean you think donald trump will pay the monthly fee of 20 dollars to keep his uh blue verified badge yeah this is the other thing so he's (laughs) obviously very focused on subscriptions right so um he's considering i don't know if he's actually said he's going to do it um the last i read was that he was considering but i'm sure this will go through making the verification on uh, verification on Twitter, so the blue tick feature, um, part of a subscription cost. So anyone that has it or then gets verified thereon um, will have to be charged $20 but fee I, yeah. every month. But I never really got that verified thing. You either It was either two things. You either had to be famous or know someone at Twitter. 
Yeah, I think so. It's quite a right? process that... to go through, isn't there, as brands, I know, as well. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, why am I not verified? I am who I am, so I should be verified, right? Yeah, I think, I, yeah, and I suppose when you think about it, I suppose it's for, like, the users, isn't it, to see who is the, you know, the, obviously the genuine verified person for fake accounts and things like that. But I think there's other ways around it mm -hmm. than, um, yeah, than charging a subscription fee. But, you know, he's going to make a lot of money from that, I'm sure. Well, definitely, definitely, definitely. I mean, but again, will it be, but then will it become mass? You know, is it that I can now just pay $20 a month and get a verified badge and what, what's special about it anymore? Right? Yeah. It's kind of like the verified badge was the, so was the, was Twitter's digital version of So House. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of brands, uh, there are definitely some brands that I can think of that are really great on Twitter with their tone of voice and I can see that they mm -hmm. prioritize it. Um, but most of all, I think Twitter is a secondary channel. I mean, it's probably going to change, of course, with everything that he's planning. But at the moment, I don't think many people, personalities, brands would really prioritize Twitter the way it is, but focus will shift, I think, if um, yeah. he makes some changes. Uh -huh. And now that he's no, there exactly. as well. So people might be more inclined to pay that fee and be a part of it properly, yeah. you know, and verified. Yeah. Hmm. No, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Well, then we'll leave that one there because we don't want to continue to talk about Elon for the rest of um, the podcast. But next subject is the other standpoint that we keep coming back to. No, let's try and keep it short with this one then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll keep it short with this one. Kanye, um, so even more brands have severed ties with him, saying that they won't work with him in the future. Um, it's not only fashion brands now this time that have begun to distance themselves. His former talent agency, CAA, um, Creative Arts Agency, I actually used to work for them in London as well, um, have dropped him as a client. Madame Tussauds, the Waxworks, um, have announced that they've decided to remove his wax figure. And um, Peloton have actually said that they'll no longer play his songs as part of their classes going forward. So it's not just the fashion brands now. It's really starting to trickle down into other parts of lifestyle and really big brands that we recognize. Um, yeah, so after Adidas announced that they would discontinue the partnership with Yeezy Line, it seems Kanye has become more desperate for collaborations. Um, in a way back, uh, well, uh, in a way to bring back his billionaire status that he lost. Um, the fallout with Adidas was worth 1.5 billion. So it's a big one. Um, yeah, and resulted in his net worth dropping to $400 million. Oh my God, um, so little. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, billionaire status gone. And there's been a lot of pressure on Spotify as well, thinking of Kanye as a, a, a singer and an artist, um, a musician. Um, yeah, saying that other streaming platforms as well as Spotify, but the spotlight is on Spotify for this, saying that they should take down his music um, and they should be the next ones to act. But Spotify have said that um, it's completely up to the label uh, if they want to take down the action or not. And they've also, their CEO claimed that um, obviously they're not in encouragement of Kanye's behavior and they're against anti-Semitism. But um, what do you think? Should I Spotify? Think, yeah, weird, right? Because it's it's an artist who's, who's offended. And I, I understand why on such a high level with the brands and the, the support that he gets from them publicly. 
Um, mm -hmm. That needs to be dropped. Spotify, it's entirely his work. But then I suppose with the fashion brands and the other ones, they're more of a supporter with it. But this is like the canvas that he paints on, basically. That's the question, right? So what they're doing... Pretty so, serious if that happens. Well, I mean... It's the same as... Yeah. I mean, I th I'm thinking... It's a difficult one because A, <clears throat> would I still enjoy listening to his original songs? Probably. They're cool, right? They're nice to listen to. But I think the person is, is at fault here. Um, but Spotify is still making him and his label money, right? So every time oh, I, I bet, play yeah. his song, it's making money. And if you want to make a statement, yeah, then maybe stop or sit. You know what I would do if I was Spotify? I'd say we keep his music up, but we will stop paying it to... Kanye, I mean, I don't know legally if that's possible, but donate it to this charity instead, or I don't know, you know, mm. kind of come with a different way of doing it and possibly, you know, get ready for the legal suit and say, but we, and we will, and we will financially aid any legal suit against. I think that would be such a great move to say, look, we'll, you know, uh, any time, any bit of money his songs make, we'll make over to, you know, I don't know, to, to this community or that community. And um, mm -hmm. that for me Maybe would probably be a much better mood than just taking, yeah, than just take down the music. So, yeah, mm -hmm. that would be for me the smart move to do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I suppose what people are most upset about is the fact that he's still able to make, like we said, this 400 million, you know, um, he's mm -hmm. still very much... You know, he's he's by no means a poor man. He's no nowhere near what he was, but um, it's uh, yeah, it's still feeding his um, his platform, his status, his paying his bills. You know, so that would be a big cut off. So in the next few weeks, um, it seems at the moment they're they're not going to shift on this um, no. from all the statements that they've made. But it would be incredible if they did. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then there's obviously we heard that last week almost immediately after everything ended with Adidas I think a day after we recorded he went into the Skechers um, head office and yeah was kind of escorted out basically so he went to Skechers the shoe brand and wanted to do some collaborations just kind of came in unannounced mm -hmm. um, and it's unclear whether he is actually aware that the CEO and founder of Skechers Robert Greenberg is a prominent Jewish businessman. Um, and obviously lots of the comments and hate that Kanye had given was around um, anti-Semitism and uh, yeah, against yeah. Jewish community. So uh, why he thought that would work, I don't know. Why Skechers is very random. I don't, it's not exactly a, a kind of, um, I suppose anything that really is to the same status as Adidas, I don't feel, but um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's he's made stranger choices than uh, than choosing sketches as a brand. So yeah, weird yeah. one, really, really weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not very weird. Um, but yeah, then so if we move on to the other two subjects, so we put out this Q and A box, and um, two people that Mo and I both know quite well um, gave two questions that we thought were really interesting to delve into a little bit. Um, the first one's from Seiko in our team. Um, he works on activations, so I work quite closely with him um, on this Miami event that we were speaking about earlier. Um, and he wanted us to speak about Taylor Swift removing the fat scale 
from her anti-hero video after some backlash that she received. Um, so in the music video, um, she's seen to stand on a weighing scale in a bathroom and it reveals, instead of a number on the scale, it reveals the word fat in uh, huge capital letters. So Taylor's opened up publicly before in uh, that documentary. I can't remember what it's called, actually, but it's, um, it's on Netflix. It's actually really, really good mm -hmm. um, about how she started and all that kind of stuff. She speaks about having an um, eating disorder and mentions how the media scrutiny was a part of that. Um, and yeah, it just caused her to stop eating. So there's a lot of people that aren't very happy about this portrayal, though. It's not seen as like a raising awareness. It's been seen as something that's quite combative um, and could be quite dangerous. One thing that made me think immediately this this isn't the right thing to be doing is that a lot of our audience are really young, right? Like Taylor Swift, it's like young girls, young boys. Like it, it just, it doesn't seem like the right thing to be like showcasing in a music video, I don't think. Mm -hmm. I think it's very different talking about it in a documentary versus some aspirational music video even if it is led in the scene as like a negative part of what you're seeing in that scene yep. what do yeah. you think Mo? um actually uh, before i go into it i do want to call out um that uh yesterday uh, the news came that she's the first artist i don't know if you read this as well that made history as she took over the entire u.s top 10 ah with 10 of her songs, she's in, so she's taken over with her new album, basically the whole top 10. So, I mean, hats off to that. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, uh, that that's possible, but that's streaming for you, right? When previously, you know, artists would release singles, right? And then an album at the end. So it would never, so it's a new form of that. Um, what, what do I think? I think, you know, showing, yeah, it's, I understand that she's trying to tell her life story through her videos. So I get that. Um, but to your point is, again, is if you aren't really, you could say, uh, reading into her whole story and understanding it and just, you know, viewing it from afar, yeah, it could be very damaging. You go, oh, wow. So it's negative and I'm fat and, you know, you know, it is, it's the word that it's, could she have used another word like displeased or something, but she uses the word fat. So it's very specific to a certain body posture. Mm -hmm. I think that that's wrong, right? I think it could have been more about, you know, how did you feel when you thought you were overweight, right? But that, you know, and that's, that to be funny, that's even <laughs> Saying the word overweight feels like it would have been a better choice than fat, right? Yeah, it's because very aggressive, isn't it? Because be, because overweight is very much a means that yeah, you're you know you need to be careful with your health. It's overweight is is not good, and you know it comes in the news. But the word fat is you know is not specific to a science right overweight you can overweight you can say you know uh, you know i know i'm overweight when i'm at this weight and therefore it is not healthy right overweight mm -hmm. is connected to a scientific measurement right whilst fat you could be fat at any weight 
Yeah, right? fat's never positive, is it? And fat's and never sense. positive, exactly. Yeah. But it's like, you know, I, never seen that way. I could be healthy and not overweight, but feel fat. Mm. Right? And yeah, that's a difference wait. there. Like, like there's some there's tons and tons of tweets on this because obviously that audience have wanted to speak out about it quite a lot and people that are really upset by it. So some of the four tweets are things like um, uh, this girl has said, here's my problem with Taylor Swift being fat phobic and anti-hero for anti-hero, which is the name of the album. Sorry. Um, she had an eating disorder. She's referring to how it's still something that she has to live with. That's not being fat phobic. That's just literally something happening to her. So I think this goes in that side of it where you've mentioned Mo, like it's her telling her story in some sense, mm -hmm. isn't it? And then mm -hmm. people who are against it, um, there's another example here that says, Taylor Swift enforcing fat phobic narratives as a skinny white girl, yet no one wants to hold her accountable once again, lol. Um, she gets a lot of, uh, she gets a lot of backlash no matter what she does, doesn't she? But this, yeah, well, yeah, it's now been changed anyway. They've now taken it away, so mm -hmm. it's no longer a thing. But, um, I just think it's a, yeah, to your, I, yeah, like I said, I think it's just the wrong choice of the wrong word and being a bit more, you know, you could have, there could have been ways where you visually show it, but without saying those words to really, maybe you know. with like a red color or something, yeah, or like just loads of numbers, you know. All like mixing like up together and like when confusion exactly. and there's definitely exactly. other ways that they could have portrayed that definitely yeah, yeah for sure for sure um but anyway that has been taken away now so it's not so much of a um mm -hmm. out there but obviously with anything like that in the digital age it, it kind of stays and sticks in people's minds too um yeah really interesting subject um but for me i think first and foremost her whole team i don't know how that got passed because you would obviously think about the audience first and foremost when you're creating something like this and who's going to watch the video it is going to be those super fans who are most of the time young girls and young boys you know so yeah danger yeah, yeah, yeah. danger danger um, will robinson yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um so the next one actually came from paddy smith um who's one of the founders uh born social which is an agency that we work with at citizen m um, Paddy's really talented. Um, I've been in lots of creative meetings with him before, and he's come up with some fantastic ideas, not just on social media, but just creatively with brands overall. Um, he's always really impressive. So this is quite a subject that can, I don't know, that I, I feel quite passionately about. And I know we've touched on it with other brands before, Mo, but his question is, is high fashion, Balenciaga in particular, a social experiment. So when you look to Balenciaga um, and Vetmont is quite similar as well. Um, they're high fashion brands that have a lot of skill. They create beautiful products. Um, but over, I would say the last kind of eight years, maybe it kind of really started to kick off. Um, there's been a rough looking luxury product trend that we've really seen quite obviously. Mm. Um, you know, you had the Ikea Balenciaga bag, which was basically the shopping bag from Ikea, the mm -hmm. really shitty plastic one, just made from Balenciaga. And then Vetmont did their whole, um, they just released a load of DHL t-shirts. You know, it's that real like low culture, that kind of yeah. um, bottom line product brand um, 
ideology that they then make into a high fashion. It's a bit of satire. Mm. Um, but do you think it's a social experiment? Because people are buying this stuff and it's selling out really. I, I wouldn't call it a social experiment. I would call it a social reconditioning. And what I mean, and what I mean by reconditioning is really, um, so high fashion was always in, you know, in the past, you know, when Naomi Campbell and Cindy Croft and all that were walking the runways was really seen as an elitist thing, right? You could only wear this if you're doing high fashion or going to galas and all that stuff. What has happened is wealth has, you know, reached other society members, right? People of other, um, other uh, cultures, right? It's not the, it's not the standard white male, white female of Wall Street anymore, right? It's, 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 you know, the hip hop has come forward. A lot of hip hop artists became wealthy and, you know, a lot of street culture and artists and so on. So what I think has happened here is that the likes of Gucci and Balenciaga are actually not necessarily doing a social experiment, but doing a social reshaping, re-justification, saying we can not only, um, you know, be of substance to the elite anymore, the elite, you know, the, 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 the elite Wall Street types or whatever, millionaires, but we also need to appeal to the audience that isn't going to wear only high heel, you know, uh, shoes, but will wear sneakers, right? Mm. So in my viewpoint, it's not necessarily social experiments. You could call it that, I guess, but social re-justification because they're just reacting to the audience, to their audience broadening and broadening more with different tastes and level, and therefore they need to appeal to them. And it, to, to funny enough, I even see think that that's becoming a much more important audience that will is willing to spend on them than the audience that they originally had. So mm. I wouldn't. So I don't see it as social experiment because to me an experiment always is there's always an end, right? It's always it's an, an experiment means we're doing something and we'll see what what the data says and you will see if we, and then we'll just you know do something later that you know has taken some bits of the experiment that's why i think it's a re-justification or re rejigging of the social spectrum right um that's my feeling so if you ask me is it a social experiment no it's a much more bigger movement because i don't foresee them you know, changing back to their old ways. I see them constantly shifting according to what's happening in the world and what's happening in these in these certain communities and social communities, let's say. Your thoughts? Yeah, and I think a lot of it as well, like the way they design it, it always looks quite worn, doesn't it? It doesn't want to look new. That's the main mm. thing. It's like those trainers that they put out, um, you know, they have graffiti on them. Like when, like in the 90s, I remember doing that in school. Mm-hmm like scrawling all over my trainers. Well, they've mm-hmm. released tons of trainers like that and they were some of their bestsellers last season. So I think it's this like element of things looking a bit worn and then maybe there's an element of uniqueness as well, like how you can customize things in that way and have it customized by a brand in that way that's a bit more unique looking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that when, like, when I worked at style.com, when we launched the Vetmon um, 
the DHL t-shirts. They sold out within like an hour or something. It was ridiculous. People went wild for them. And then I remember there was a DHL store and not very far from our office. And so a few of us who were like crazy on like wanting to get one, but couldn't get one, went down to the DHL store. And I actually, I rode past one in Amsterdam the other day and it made me think about this too. Like there were people queuing outside the DHL store to try and buy the t-shirts that the delivery guys wear because Batman and put this whole collection out that sold out really quickly. Yeah. And because they put their name to it, it's, um, yeah, it's very peculiar. Yeah, but that's different. But but isn't that different? But I but, but that's a different thing. That's more just a hype, and that is an experiment versus what Balenciaga and Gucci are doing, right? It's not something that's an experiment because it's been going on for years. Their shift into what you know what is considered high fashion, right? Like, what is your definition of high fashion? What would you define high fashion as? What what would be your one line definition of high fashion? Mm, I would say it's like a skilled artisan with mm -hmm. a, um, you always think of it being quite costly, right? Quite valuable. But is that not haute couture? But that's more haute couture, isn't it? That's slightly different. I would, I would say high fashion is not the same as haute couture is more, you know, really those painstaking. Yeah, craftsmanship. And all craftsmanship. That, yeah. Where for me, high fashion just talks about. Is it, no, well, yeah, it's the opposite of fast fashion. Fast fashion is Zara, the H&M's, high fashion, the Balenciaga, the Gucci's, right? It's also a form of fast fashion, but it's high fashion because these because these products are more expensive and will last a bit longer, right? Mm. That's what I would say. So I would, I, I, my definition of high fashion is not necessarily, is haute couture for me is a totally different category. And that's Balenciaga and Gucci do not, they started, they might have started there. But they are not in that in, in in that league anymore. That's a choice, right, for them to make. Yeah, that's true. And obviously, haute couture, like we said earlier, but like like you mentioned about the audience as well, it doesn't cater to anyone really anymore. Mm -hmm. It's like the top one percent that can buy haute couture. Yeah. You know? yeah. And most of the time, the top one percent aren't really that interested in that <laughs> either. So. Yeah. No, exactly. Mm. Very, very interesting. I think exactly. the consumer is a bit of a slave to things like this, though. I think we still love a logo and a brand. And oh, definitely. Something definitely. like that. We'll, I mean, we'll I know a couple guys. I, I mean, I know a couple guys who, who love Balenciaga. I mean, I'm not, yeah, I'm less of, like, I don't, I'm not, you know, I'll wear what I wear. Maybe I'm a slave to Uniqlo. Because I just like simple, <laughs> non-descript things, and and you know, I, most of the stuff I wear is always Uniqlo because I just think you know that's it's fine and it fits well. And I'm not a stickler for um, for brands, right? You'd never, I don't care if it's if it's a Tom Ford or Balenciaga or Uniqlo. You know, I'm just gonna buy what I like and wear what I like. And but I know guys who, you know, who really would go, you know, leaps and bounds to get this Balenciaga t-shirt, but it's also part of a scene, right? So Balenciaga has just been kind of adopted by this scene that really, you know, um, you know, the, 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 the urban street culture now wants to, you know, enjoy. And Balenciaga, rightly so, uh, does not see that as a negative, right? They see it as a positive. They see that okay, it's a new market. It's probably a market that's willing to spend more with us, and and let's get let's uh, let's make clothes or shoes that fit what they would wear, right? Because they aren't going to wear 
these Oxford <laughs> Oxford shoes, they'll wear sneakers. Let's make beautiful sneakers or cool little sneakers that tell a story. Yeah. Yeah, good point. I think um, I, I like looking to traditional brands and seeing how they have to adapt as well, which is always very interesting. Like there's this campaign by Tiffany, I think. And um, when they did a lot of research, um, they showed it to us when I was working at La Perla as a good example of a brand that had updated themselves to become more, I mean, like in, in inverted commas, like a bit more street and less traditional, classic. Mm. Um, and a brand like Tiffany is just very safe, very elegant. Um, yeah, just like known as like very, yeah, elegant jewelry, right? And, and expensive, yeah. but not too outside of the box you know what you're going to get it's always going to be quite safe um so they did an ad campaign where this girl kind of um uh, she comes out of the tiffany store and she starts dancing around and it's like very like a street kind of dancing that she's doing like hip-hop dancing with different mm -hmm. people in the street and it's just so far removed from what you think tiffany to be but it actually works yeah. really well I'll, I'll share it on our social it went it went live years ago but it was quite a good example of how a traditional brand like that updated itself in advertising to fit this yeah. kind of new streetwear, no, exactly. different kind of um, different audience, right? Yeah, that's called a social reshaping, not a social experiment. Do you so? Do you think it's a social experiment, or or do you think it's? What, what's your I think thoughts? there's. I think there's interesting things that we learn from it. I do think that in some ways you do get some sort of results, but I do agree with you that this is just. Their, what their brand is now i don't think they're they're testing anything they've tested it it's proven and mm -hmm. um there's not too much more to learn other than it sells out really quickly and it's something that we are obsessed with you know and, and we'll yeah. be uh, conditioned to now i think yeah mm -hmm. no, exactly exactly mm. So cool. what's up with you for the rest of this week, Mo? Are you just more moving stuff? <laughs> house, 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 work, work, work. That's that's my life for the <laughs> for for the next uh, week and weekend. So I need to catch up on a lot of work as much as catch up on a lot of things for the house. So that's it. Nothing, nothing. Well, I mean, tomorrow there's this team day which I'm joining, which is gonna be fun. Oh yeah, um, I'm going to that as well. That'll be fun. Yep. So I'll see you tomorrow. And uh <laughs> we should done a we should do a live podcast on the move at the <laughs> Yeah. At the team day. But no, but that's about it really. That's the only bit of fun I have. And oh, and of course my little niece's birthday, so I'll be heading there. But that's it for the rest. Nothing exciting. The excitement starts in T minus 14 days in Miami, then it's gonna be a totally different, uh totally different <laughs> thing what I'll talk about. And I'll be in Miami doing this podcast probably for Miami, I think would be great. So we'll try oh, that. Yeah, cool. Nice. So it'll be good to hear about how it goes. I know it's going to yeah. be great. For sure. For sure. How new? Yeah, for me, um, this week, I, I just keep seeing stuff about the new season of The Crown. No surprise there. I'm getting really excited about that for the ninth. Um, other than that, yeah, work, um, packing up my stuff and moving into a new place on the 15th, which is really mm -hmm. exciting. But comes with, with a lot of uh, stuff to do on my own yeah. so yeah um again kind of similar to you Mo and then <laughs> yeah just work really um work as usual um yeah that's it really <laughs> I can't cool. think of anything else it's definitely <laughs> things, but yeah let's see let's see if Kanye, let's see if uh, yay and uh, and and 
and and on is that Elon's uh, on or must <laughs> or on? The man with the uh, sink, yeah. Yeon, Yeon would be their uh, names uh, <laughs> if we talk about them uh, next week. And maybe we'll ask uh, if other people have other questions. Good yeah, nice. We actually had a few about. others as well that are quite interesting. Cool. I think we had about eight come through. So. Oh, nice. Perfect. We've got cool. a few to pick from if we don't. But yeah. For sure. Good. Nice, nice one. one. Perfect. Thanks a lot again, Emma. And thanks mm-hmm. a lot, everyone. Thanks,